Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team Hi, it's episode 21, season 4 of the Solomon Hotspur Family Podcast My name's Jav, joining me this week, my co-host Bex from Portsmouth Hello And... Mark Stoll from California. Good morning. Happy New Year. Right. Um, so earlier this week, the um, our lads were in Barcelona. Um, judging by today's performance, it seems some of them were still there. Absolutely. And if, Well, I'd quite like to be in Barcelona. I'd rather have been in Barcelona than watching that match today. But, you know, whatevs. Disappointing, disappointing. Um we're just speak, speaking um, an fair about the gap between ourselves and well, we've we've got a three point um, lead over Woolwich, but we're now five points behind Chelsea. I'd assume five points behind Liverpool if they beat Swansea tomorrow. Um, third or fourth is starting to look a little bit tricky. Bearing in mind our tendency over the last couple of years when we're chasing teams, we don't seem to um, we don't seem to be very good at that. Well, last season we finished fantastically. We were scoring goals of fun and we finished really well. I mean, when you're chasing, like I say, you're relying on other teams' results as well. So you can chase as good as you want. If they're still bagging the points, then it's not doing you any good. Mm. I mean, the way we've we've performed in the last few weeks, we've needed to perform real well. I mean, hopefully we're putting together a run again, but... These next games coming up are going to really tell the story. Yep. Um, There's still something clearly missing from last year, and I know we all thought that Wembley would be tough, but it seems it's not just Wembley. For whatever reason, it's just not working. It needs... It's almost as if... I know we need a massive bollocking and say, what the fuck do you think you're playing at? Fairly sure Potcher's already dished that out, quite frankly, but, you know... We've had our fair share of injuries, but we can't use that as an excuse anymore because players have come back and and, and Wembley, we seem to be getting the hang of it. Um, but it's almost as if there needs to be an injection of something new, um, a new spark. And today, you know, one player who can open up defences, Ericsson, was out, um, I believe, the same reasons as um, Hugo, cold or flu. A lot of that being going around. Sunburn. Sunburn. Um, when, yeah, so we, we lack that spark. Um, when you, both of you, when you looked at the team sheet, were you surprised that Lamella didn't start? Yes. No. Absolutely. I was, I think. If Ericsson's out, then Lamella's the next best thing when it comes to creativity and that, that final ball and that energy. So, yeah, I... I I was surprised that he didn't start today. I agree with I you about Lamella, but I'm not sure that he's fit enough to play a full match, and mm. that's why I think he came on as a sub. Yeah, we had um, 
just on that. But there's, un- there's only one way he's going to get fit as well, right? You've got you to put him out there and give him that time. I mean, I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But we've got all these games coming up where we need our squad at our best. And if we've got illness running through there as well, which is obvious, that's really affecting them because Sun was pretty listless Really? Today. Yeah. Really looked off everything. Like, oh, really? I'm here, but I don't quite understand what I'm supposed to be doing. Disappointing from Son because he's not normally like that. Mm. There were quite. Yeah, a, he's it, definitely ill. In all fairness, there were quite a few players who 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 had an off day today. Um, Dembele seemed to be a shadow of the player that we saw last week against Everton. Um, he was wasteful with with the ball. Delhi too. Um, I'd probably say Jan was our best best player today um, on the yeah. park. I thought. Davis did well as well. Form didn't have much to do, but what he did, he, he did well. Um, but yeah, it was it was frustrating. And we had a couple of questions around Ericsson and Lamella. Firstly, from our own John Steggles, he says Spurs a better team with Ericsson. Spurs a better team with Ericsson than Schmedrick um, in midfield. Discuss um, he's, as we've established from previous pods, he's not a big fan of um, Sissoko. And then following on from that, Ed Brad. Um, Bringing it back to Lamella, um, I'm, f- I'm. F- Ed goes. On, Ed says I'm far from the rose-tinted Lamella fan club, but there seems to be a willingness by a lot of our fans to rush his integration back into the side. What are the guest view- views on this? Are we sort of already. Yeah, people think that it? he's going to pick up where he left off, and it's never going to be like that. The team has changed. He's changed. Um, still cognizant of the fact that they clearly don't want to aggravate any further injury, so. Yeah, people do want him to come back because they think he's going to deliver what he was doing before. But really, has that ever happened? Somebody mm-hmm. comes straight back in and goes back to exactly the way they were. How long how long's he been back, though? I'd still say he's been... Even if you want to ease him back in, I'd still say he's been very, very sparingly. From, Watch keeping him for the Juve game. I'd, I'd imagine, I'd like to think that he'll probably get against a lesser op- opposition. I think, I'd imagine he, he'd get a full run out against Newport next week. And hope, hopefully, hopefully, hope so, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, Armour too. I mean, there's, there's a lot of the season ahead. And as you said, Bex, um, we've got the Juventus game um, in a, for the first leg in a, in a few weeks from now. And no doubt Lamella will be registered um, as one of the foreign players um, now that we've loaned out and Kudu to um, Burnley. Burnley. Um, are there any positives about today that we can draw upon? We didn't lose. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we could have. Let's be honest, we could, we could have. I mean, there were some rough performances. Aurier was not good. And... You know, and they and they they honed in on that straight away. I mean, we we tidied it up, but we could have lost that today. Mm. I think Southampton were, were they they deserve that point. They they played well, to be fair. Obviously, they were much better today than they were on Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah, and much, and much well, the, better. The pitch, the pitch was terrible, and they've been terrible this season. I mean, that their their fake Maurizio. Um, is lucky to still have a job as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, Sanchez didn't play well as well. Obviously, got on the, got on the score no. sheet wrong wrong, wrong end. Um, 
I think we should move on. Um, if anybody was expect- <laughs> I think if, if anybody was expecting a, a full analysis of, of the Southampton game, um, I'm sure there are plenty of other podcasts that will <coughs> cover it in depth. But um, it's rather depressing, and, and there's lots of other things to talk about on the running order. Just, just one thing, Jab, before mm-hmm. we move on, is there was you on the pod last week. There was um, a fair few conversation about the substitutions, and I think Potch got it wrong again today. I think bringing Son off was the wrong thing to do. Really? Yeah. We just said he was listless and not in it. But is so that why would because, you have kept him on? Because, is that because he wasn't getting what the, the service that he thought he was? And I thought Sissoko should have come off, but then doesn't everybody think that every week? Um, but Lamella to go on for Sissoko, I thought would have been a better change and maybe that would have livened Son up. Son, son, son wasn't even moving. I mean, he wasn't even moving half as much as he does. He was just slow, slow, slow. I would have probably brought him off earlier. He just weren't weren't in it. So you would have I kept just, you, I, you would have kept Musa Sissoko on the pitch. No, I would never <laughs> have kept Musa Sissoko on the pitch. I mean, no, I yeah. just I'm just not a fan at all. I never will be. I'm not blaming him for today by any by any stretch of the imagination, but. You know the the ball. I can't help it. The ball, the ball, ball gets played to him. You just think, I wish that was somebody else in his position, because he looks like a kid trying to control a beach ball in hundred mile an hour winds. It's just mm. he's not he's not good enough for us. He's just not good enough for us. He's a square peg. I think certainly a more progressive change. I agree with 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 Bex would have been to bought um, bought um, Lamella. On for Sissoko, and it might, and I just think it might have livened Son up a little bit. Yeah, that was all. But Lamella came on battling. Yeah, he did okay. He did well. We, we were different with him on the pitch. We were different with Wanyama on the pitch too. I mean, yeah, but that was another s- one. That was too late. Why? Right. Why leave it until what was it? Eighty-three minutes before Wanyama came on. Mm-hmm. Was Was Winks on the bench? No, still injured. No. Oh well, it's one of those days. Um, we've got Newport next in the FA Cup next Saturday. I'm presuming both of you think that we should be able to na- navigate past them easily in one match. You would be. Yeah, hope. Well, yeah, I would be disappointed if we didn't, because what fan wouldn't be? But at the same time, I think it would be quite nice for Newport to get to play at Wembley. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm sentimental and I like these small teams getting a run and all that kind of stuff, Bex, but I don't want us having another game. No, thank you. I just, and I don't want us getting anybody injured next week either, you know? No, I see Especially that Especially if we've got a bogged down, bogged down pitch. I would hope that we go and we destroy them in the first 45 minutes and we get our players, our import, really important players off. We might see, hopefully, Alderweireld um, return um, against against Newport. Um, he should be back in training, I think, this week. And there was even some talk of him um, resuming training or doing some training yesterday. So hopefully he'll come back in, maybe fourth. Um, when the armor Lamella, if they get run out as well, that that, that would be good. Good. Um, you know, going back to the previous round. Pochettino played, I think, a stronger team than most people anticipated against Wimbledon. So, 
hopefully he'll do he'll do the same again and um and we can we can get through um without replay. The draw incidentally for the fifth round will be next Monday, um live on the, the one show, um which listeners in, in the UK will be familiar with, possibly, or maybe not. Um anyway. Um So seven something or another, yeah. Ish. Yeah, just yeah. after seven, yeah. Um Right, talking of the FA Cup, um, VAR, just going, slightly going off, off, off a t- tangent, a Spurs tangent, um, VAR featured earlier this week in, in some of the matches, and it was a talking point. Um, where do you stand on VAR, both of you? Because for me, it's wank. I'm not a fan of technology in football whatsoever, whether it's goal line technology um, or VAR, and, and I'll explain my reasons in, in a bit, but Bex, what are your, what are your views on v- VAR? So everybody is happy to complain that the referees aren't seeing things, and yet when there's a solution on the table, they're complaining about that too. So either people need to shut up and leave the refs to do their job and not complain about the referees, or they need to suck up on the fact that football is the biggest sport in the world that doesn't have some kind of outside influence on making decisions, big decisions. Now, whether VAR works or not, that's fine, but it is a starting point. So... Any So the FA or FIFA or UEFA, whomever, will say, okay, well, we tried this. This doesn't work. Or the way they've put it into the system doesn't work. You know, referees holding their ear and how do they signal that they want some conversation. It looks to me as though they've taken almost nothing from the world of rugby union, which has a very well-established um, video ref system. But it needs to be done. It's absolutely ridiculous. The game is so fast. It, something needs to happen be it the right thing that we have now or not. But in, if it's not the right thing, then it is at least a baseline and football associations can work from that. Yeah, see, I, I disagree. I think I think goal line technology, I'm, I'm for that. That's, that's a definite. I think the uh, going back after the games and, and looking at challenges and, and banning people if necessary is good too and that's needed but this is just opening a can of worms and the game is just going to keep fucking stopping and and stopping and stopping and stopping and it'll just kill the momentum it'll kill the interest and it's not good it's just not how our game is and players will start trying to use that shit to their advantage they you know there's enough ways for them to cheat and i think that this will just make it worse and it all spoil the game as a, as a spectacle. You know, this is this is football. This is how it is. I mean, I don't give two shits for rugby at all. And if it works for that, well, then good for them. You know, and it works for American football as well. But I just don't want to see it in our game. And that's what I like about our game is it, it, the whistle blows and it goes and keeps going and it doesn't keep stopping. Mm. And everybody complains when a game is stop-start just because of the referee, you know. Let alone this this shit. Um, I, I don't want it. For me, there's a stop-start element of it, um, which which I, I don't like in football. Um, but also, correct me if I'm wrong. So VAR, with VAR, it's only introduced or only used when there is a decision that the referee is unsure about. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So 
they can still a referee can still make a dis- decision which happens to be incorrect and can prove to be costly and controversial. Um, that those that will still happen. So this is only where there is an element of doubt in their minds, and then they will then confer with um, somebody sitting in a studio looking at video technology, and then and then reach a decision based on that. Because I, and I, that's my point. I don't understand why they don't do the way they do it in cricket and rugby. They have a fourth referee who's watching that, and if the on on pitch ref says, "Hang on a minute, there's something I didn't see," then they will call for VAR. And I don't understand why football seems to have just fuck only knows what they're doing with it, but they're not. They don't seem to be using it in the same way. I see. I've got a bigger issue with with referees that make shit decisions. Um, they they reach a decision. They are there's no element of doubt in their minds. They've they've made a de- made a decision. They reach a decision. It happens to be the, the wrong decision, and that comes from the fact that they're bad referees, or they understand the rules, but they don't necessarily understand the game or the spirit which the game is, is, is played, and, and they make bad decisions and decisions which can sometimes prove to be costly. I've got issues with that. And I think those are more controversial decisions. I don't I don't know how many over a course of a season there are decisions that are ones which the referee is really unsure about that then require them to consult somebody else. And if you're going to bring somebody else in, then surely if you... <laughs> If you've got a fourth, fourth official sit, sitting there looking at um, something on video, let's just say it's one of those where is it a penalty, isn't it a penalty? And you can look back at it on the video and sometimes you could still have different sets of, 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 of um, opinions and then you're introducing that mm-hmm. um, into the mix. And plus I think for me... And this is slightly controversial because I'm not a fan of goal line technology. I think all all sorts of technology sh- shouldn't be used um, in officiating games because the beauty of football is you can play that same game at grassroots level, Sunday league, um, that same you know jumpers for goalpost, eleven men against eleven, a ball, a pitch, and play, play and just you know a referee in the middle. And if you change it at one level, if you start to introduce technology in the Premier League, are you, are you going to have technology in um, like VAR or goal line technology in, in, in the lower levels? No. But then if you're not, then that, that means there's going to be a, a discrepancy. And I just think, as a purist, I, I don't like that either. So... Has there been a you big... You sounded like grumpy old men, ha, the pair of Has you. there been a big cl- clamour f- um, for it, really? I mean... Not necessarily VAR the way it's set at the moment, but I do think that with the number of incidents there are, that something needs to be done right now. Because football will got, suffer, and they are left so it, far behind. But we've got on with it for so long, Ben. Yep, yes, and that's the problem. It. Right, and you bitch and moan about it for a fucking while, and then you go on to the next match. Or you bitch and moan it at the end of the season, or you maybe people never are still it. talking about Maradona still... for fuck's sake. People are still referencing Pedro Mendes's goal. Exactly. So they don't. It's not a temporary thing, you know. People are still talking about fucking England winning the World Cup. That that goal shouldn't have stood. So I, I don't agree. I think that, that I do think that football needs to do something. I'm not sure that the current system is the right way to do it, but I think that's a good start. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing, you, you feel very strongly about this. Are you clapping your purse <laughs> as you speak? <laughs> How about about this for an option then? What if we did something like American football where, you know, they have this deal where they throw a flag on the pitch to challenge a decision by the ref? What if each coach had two two flags maybe in one half they could challenge a decision and in the other half they could challenge a decision by the ref? A bit like tennis. It's a VAR. I don't, so because I'm it's a team it's game. I'm I, just putting it out I there. think I think that's wrong. I think it should be led from on the field. But you know what? That's that's what referees do, and that's what they fucking Badly. sign up for. Badly, and you that's what we're bitching for, about. You sign up. You sign up for everybody to fucking hate you. You know, I'm and stand sure there in front in of thousands spec. of people. But what I'm saying is, is they've got no room to complain. They sign up for it. This is what you do. You ain't going to get it right, but you just do your best and. You know, if so, if a referee keeps calling in VIR, are we going to get referees that are notorious for keep keep using VIR? Are they going to get um, punished for that? For, for I don't could know. you then could you then go to them and say, hey, you're always using VAR, which tells me you ain't in the right place at the right time. Well, and maybe that's another way to weed out those who aren't as well qualified as they should be. And to mm. offer some advanced training because Christ only knows it's needed. I think it's going to make for a situation where you, you have a referee who would otherwise normally make a decision and reach a dis- decision. Yeah, occasionally there might be situations where... It's an easy option. It's a, yeah, exactly. He, you're going to start to introduce that element of doubt in his, or take away their confidence to, to make a decision. The other thing that I'm slightly uneasy with is... So I get the fact that it needs to be, like anything, it needs to be trials. But is it just selective games? Or is it in all FA Cup games? Or if it no, ever... it's just selected because it's not being done in the um, Bristol Man City game. So, in that case, you've got one set of rules for one set of teams participating in, in, in the same competition to um, the other set. And that, but, that, that can't be right, surely. But you're just saying that it's not that good a system and that referees should be trusted to do their job. So, does it really matter? I think it's messy. It's horrible. Um, Ah, That's a separate conversation. If you're going to trial it, then trial it for an extended period of time. Put it in the carrier bag cup and do it for fucking (laughs) two seasons or some shit. Don't just do it for one season and make the call on it. I think if you're going to trial it, it needs an extensive amount of time for every possible situation to occur and for everybody to properly assess it. It does, but look at the games where it's happened. It's only happened at Premier League level thus far because those are the only grounds, I don't know, do they need to go and put a whole ton of cameras in there or something? Do Is it sensors? I don't know how it's done. So that's, that but makes it not being done too, at if Bristol not City. everybody can do it. Right? Well, no, because it's not everybody can do it. This is pointless, though. It's a trial. That's, my, that's the thing. At where do they start the benchmark? Do they say to all of the clubs in the league, all 92, right, off you go, you've got to have all this extra kit? Because that's going to bankrupt some clubs. Did you mark? Oh, if it's if it's the league putting it in place, then the leagues should be responsible for putting oh, it yes. in the grounds, right? Don't you yeah. agree? Should if you're be. making the rules, but they're not going to, are they? They're going to say know. if you want this, they're not. They're going to say if you want this, then you're going to have to pay for it because that's the way the league right, works. Right, but it's not. It's not a case of you want this. We're the league. You do what we tell you. If yeah, we tell and then you, you've therefore got you're going to pay for it. it. 
Yeah, but they're going to make people pay for it. And uh, so that is a concern. And that's why I think it's only been at the um, Premier League clubs so far. Okay. Um, before we move on, just just very briefly, if we, let, let, let's let's make a prediction on this. Um, Bex, do you think it's got any legs? Will the trial well, prove? They are. Yeah. Do you think the trial will prove yes. to be okay? Yes. Mark. Yeah. What do you mean it's got any legs? Do you so th- I think do it's th- gonna. Yeah. I mean, irrespective of what what you think about VAR, do you think that ultimately it's going to be something that's going to feature in the game going forward? Say next season, whatever. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, you've got all the other leagues to consider too. I mean, it's, it's just, it's like I said, I think it's opening a can of worms. I mean, if they had VAR in 1986, would would Lineker have got a yellow card for shitting on the pitch? <laughs> Is that an offence? Is that in the rule? The referee's rule book is an offence. I don't know. <laughs> but then, so they, this happens at tennis. But they'll only use it at the on the um, Masters game uh, tournament. At the Open tournaments, they won't use mm. it at the smaller ones. So you know, meh. I, I'm not a fan, but I, I think that ultimately um, that, that we will head that way. Um, but I, I just... well, you think about you think about it, Jeff. If, if the Premier League are involved, they've pro- they've probably got plans for this, right? I mean, if it gives them the opportunity to sling a little ad uh, commercial in the corner of the screen while the rest working this shit out and they can make money, boom, they're going to do it. Or they'll all have been paid by a company that is running this currently. Oh, look, we've got this fantastic new system because, you know, we all know the FA are not above being paid, coerced, bribed, mm-hmm. however you want to say it. So I think there's an element of that as well. But it's been happening and it is in this the second season it's running in Italy. That's interesting. Didn't, didn't know about that. Um, okay, there was a couple anyway, of yeah. couple of loan moves this week. Um, Marcus Edwards loaned out to Ipswich. Sorry, Marcus Edwards Norwich, was, Norwich even, um, <laughs> and Carter Vickers, Cameron Carter Vickers, um, recalled from Sheffield United, then loaned loaned out to the other East Anglia club, Ipswich. Um, thoughts on that, Bex? Well, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Because Potch. For years, it was something that Redknapp did, was loaning players out. See, Mr. Mister H. Kane. Um, so I don't quite understand why Potch all of a sudden has started to do this. Because Josh Onham is still out on loan and yep. is there for the rest of the season. So it's a bit like, why has he done this now? Why is he suddenly starting to send players out? Is it to give them a proper test? Because they're clearly not going to get anywhere near the first team. Or is it with a view to selling them? Cynic in me says it's with a view to selling them mm, because it goes goes against everything he's done previously when he said that he doesn't want to loan out loan out those young players and he wants to keep keep an eye on them. Um, yeah, but you know, if if somebody, what do you do when you have got that player where you're just like, well, this kid, I want to see what this kid can do, but he ain't getting in my team, or I've got too many important games coming up, I'm not going to be able to risk him, but I want. He needs playing time as well. Mentally, he needs to be playing. You know, I think Potch has just kind of painted himself into a corner with some with somebody like Edwards. I yeah. think, and he's like, you know what? I have to. He has to go out and play in a proper competitive football, and um, he's not going to do that. And Potch has realised that with um, Carl Vickers. 
he's just I think it's what you're saying. He's he's not gonna make it. I mean he's got Sanchez, he's got Toby, he's got Yan, he's got Dyer and this kid's not progressing enough, he's not gonna make it. You put him out on line, see how he does and you'll probably get a bid for him if he does well. Or you'll just get rid of him because he's not gonna make it and I think it's the same with Onoma. Mm. Edwards could possibly do well and come back and end up in our team. I think he's he's still got that option. Edwards is you know, one that confuses still open me. For him. With the other two, I don't. That's the one that confuses me. Why he went out? Because Poch has been complimentary about him in the past to the extent where he hasn't necessarily been about Carter Vickers. So it just it's a bit. Like, if you think he's so great, why are you sending him out? And like you say, it could be the rationale is to get him out, get him have some play, some game time, but keep him tethered in case he does quite well and we can have him back whenever we want. How the hell is this kid going to get in ahead of Sissoko? <laughs> how many times, how long have you got for me to list all the ways for you? Are you going to move? Is he going to kick the ball? Yeah, it's sl- slightly disappointing that... Edwards has been loaned out to a, um, a championship team. I, I know in the past, you know, we we uh, Carrie Kane was loaned out uh, as Townsend to teams in, in the lower league. Even if you look at other clubs, um, a young David Beckham was loaned out to Preston. Um, but in recent yeah, seasons, don't 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 you try and loan them out to improve teams teams that are you know that play a decent kind of football and that's going to kind of. You know that you think that they're going to play regularly, and they play a decent style of football. Because I mean, let's be honest, the Premier League this season is pretty much a shower of shit. It's probably the worst non-competitive uh, Premier League for a long time. For me, it's getting worse every season. There's teams in there that are just fucking dire. Money. Yeah, I mean so, Norwich play good stuff. Um, yes, but. A lot of the teams in the championship don't, and it's it's a lot more physical. Um, you might argue that's good for for Edwards because he needs to beef up a bit and he needs to play in that environment. But I'd, it would have been nice if he. Yeah, but half ha- half the Premier League, over half of the Premier League, are in a relegation battle right now. Do yeah. they want to take a youngster online? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Um, He's got obviously to the end of the season um, at Norwich. Um, if he gets some get, get game time, hopefully it'll be, it'll be the making of him, and he, and he, and he can come back um, and fight for a place in the summer. Um, the other one was Onoma, who's we've still got the option of recalling him. I think there's what ten days left of the window, um, and from what I've heard, he's not doing. He started off okay at Villa, but he's not doing particularly well at the moment, and maybe. Thought it was being played out of position, though. Yeah, there's that as well. And then you you sort of think, well, in the, maybe it's time to either recall him or move him to another championship club. Well, are we trying to are we trying to get Edwards game time and also sweeten our relationship with Norwich because we want to buy that Madison kid who we've been linked with this week? Mm. Who yeah. knows? There might might be an element of that, too. Um, well, they don't fancy lending somebody to Fulham in the hopes that we get Sessegnon, do they? Um, I got a few players we could lend them. <laughs> <laughs> they could have. 
I wonder who that could be. I could have. I could have Sissoko, and we could um, have the aforementioned player um, come to us. That would be a good, good addition. But seems I'd fucking lend. I'd lend him Rose for him. An injured Danny Rose. I'm done with Rose. Um, Me too. Yeah. Had enough. Yeah. Just uh, go now. T- Talking to Danny Rose, this this time last year, um, just before he got injured, arguably he was one of our best players um, up until that point in the season, um, and then he got then he got injured. So it's so we're at the halfway point of the season, or just over the halfway mark. Um, a lot of football still to play, so things things can ch- change. But if there's a, if you had to pick out one player so far this season who's been your player of the season, who would it be? Yeah. Yep. I'll go with that. Uh, our best player. I know you know you can say Kane, 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 but Jan's been our best player for the last two and a half seasons, as far as I'm concerned. Consistently solid. You know exactly what you're getting when he steps onto the pitch. You know he's going to be good. Such a change from that player at Liverpool at under ABV. ABV, sorry. Uh, Sonny, I know Mark. You're a big fan of Hong Ming Son. Most improved player. Good to hear. Um, <laughs> I was <laughs> damned with faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd I'd probably go for Yan, but I can't see beyond Kane to be honest at the moment. I think he's he's just head and shoulders above the rest, and when he's not there, we, we really miss him. But then. Jan, Jan has been superb and he's been consistently superb um, and he's what late 20s now or is he always even 30 he's just, I think he might have hit 30 um, and he's still doing it week in week out um, Bex Spurs ladies um, they didn't play today when's their next match a week today they play they play next week it's just as well because I think all of the games um, in WSL 2 bar 1 got called off today because of the weather up and down the country. So, as you'll have seen today, my part of the world is waterlogged beyond all belief. But um, I know they've had snow up north. So, yeah, there's not a lot going on in the world of the Spurs girls at the moment. Okay. So, um, be quiet. Right, we've got a few questions to get through. Um before I come to those, um, I should just mention um, a Legends Night um, in Chessington. Chessington Legends Legends Night um, on the Friday the second of March. Um, so this is this is hosted by, um, organised by um, da- a gentleman called Darren Sheen. Um, his at Twitter handle. His, his, his Twitter handle is at Chess Spur. If you want to get in touch and you're interested, um, it's hosted by Crackers Richard Cracknell. Um, and on that night, Aussie Ardiles, Aussie, Ar- I can't say it. Aussie, it's another fucking one that I can't pronounce. You just need to say Aussie. Aussie, and everybody knows. Aussie and David Howes will be present for that night so that should be I'm, I'm going to go to that one um, that should be one to look forward to so if anybody's interested um, tickets are uh, £25 um, you can contact um, Darren Sheen um, via, tw- via Twitter his Twitter handle is at Chess Spur um, and yeah 
anybody who's just interested in, in anecdotes from ex-players, um, it's pretty much um, what those nights involve. Also, also, a chance to meet those players, get 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 autographs, get um, photo taken. There's always also an auction at the end as well, which is always quite entertaining. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, well, you can have a you can have a day out at Chesington with Jeff. You, you, go on all the rides. You, 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 yourself an ice cream. You can do. <laughs> you can do. Mark's booking um, his flight as we speak. But yeah, if um, anyone's interested, then um, contact at, at Chesper on Twitter. Right. Um, let's finish off with a few questions. Samuel, with talk of Spurs going after Lucas. Why do, why, do, why, Maura, why do we have to sign players with odd-standing names? <laughs> we're talking Spurs going... It's deliberately to spite you, Javad. That's all it is. After Lucas Mora from PSG, what does this mean for Eric Lamello's future at Spurs? Well, first um, of all, you have to wait until the player is standing there with a scarf and or shirt in his mitt before we really start to judge what's the impact on the current team. Because there's a lot of talk, but you don't know how much of that is true. I wouldn't be surprised if our name's just being put out there because they, you know, he's he wants a move. PSG just, you know, buying everybody, and he's out of favour. He wants a move, and he wants to get out there. And I just think maybe that we're just being used and, and linked in this case. I mean, United were supposed to be after him until this Sanchez shit came along, so. I'm not convinced that we're after him. He's a decent player. I wouldn't mind having him, but would I have him over uh, Lamella? I wouldn't because I think Lamella offers more, more as more of a traditional. Um, you know, he's kind of like a more seat, a better Townsend. You know, so I'm not sure that's true. I mean, Lamella's still got. Some time left on his contract. I think twenty nineteen runs out. Um, you know he's fully integrated in, in the squad. Um, you know, where, as Beck said, if if we're signing until it happens, until he's standing there with a Spurs shirt, it's, it's difficult to comment and speculate. Um, the other player that we've, we've been linked with is Malcolm. Um, again. Really difficult, difficult to to say at this stage. I think the the thing that Lamella has got going for him is he's he's fully integrated. He's part of the squad. Um, he just needs to get work his way back to the Eric, Eric Lamella of twenty fifteen sixteen. Um, so I, I think he's still got a future. Uh, Malcolm, though, terrible fucking name. Malcolm. So we'll have. Eric. But Jav can say it, so that's okay. Yeah, that's true. Ericsson on the right, Son on the left, Malcolm in the middle. Um, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Ed, Ed Brad, what kind of future is there for Edwards, Carter Vickers and Onoma at the club? We've sort of already discussed that, I think, haven't we? Yeah. Um, fucking hell. Bex, do you want to read this question? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but hang on, <laughs> let me find it on the running order because I didn't have it in front of me because I'm not that bloody organised. La, 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 la. Right. So I'm having a bad day today. What with my Skype not working because I've got a new phone and not having stuff. It's a bit rubbish, quite frankly. Chris Predieri, 
Reading many conflicting reports, are we actually in on Maura and Malcolm, or is it wishful fans? I'm sceptical Right, come on, then. As I ask the question, I get to play boss. Javad, what do you think? I think I refer back to your <laughs> answer earlier on. I think until we until we see them in this birth shirt, um, we can't. It's difficult. So I think that there is a tendency amongst fans to latch on to um, whatever you know, whatever we hear and see in social media, and and assume and hope that it's true. Um, um, you know, and Pochettino was asked to think about Malcolm after the. Um, after the shower of shite that we witnessed um, an hour ago, um, and he did, his, he just did his usual. And he was just said, he said something like, "I don't, com- I don't comment. These are just rumours. I don't comment on rumours." So, it's ten days of the transfer window. Um, we'll find out shortly. Okay, Mark. Uh, I've said what I think about Mora, and as for Malcolm, I don't know. I, I can't. I just find it really hard to believe that we would spend the money being touted for that kind of player. Is it 40 a, a million winger. euros, I thought Right, said. 40 million, and unless Poch wants to really change things up or thinks this kid could be, you know, become a striker in future. I mean, look at look at what we've been doing with strikers, uh, with wingers lately, with um, NG and, and Kudu. I mean, we're only spending about... 10 12 million on them and they're they're surplus to requirements by the looks of things are we going to risk that amount of money on I guess that depends like on that? what I guess that depends on what Poch sees in him and actually so leading on from that the um, chief scout I saw is on gardening leave as we all knew that would be happening Paul Mitchell mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that leaves the question of who is who is it that's gone out and potentially, if it has happened, identified Mora and Malcolm as our transfer targets? Oh, that's um, is it Steve Hitchin? Okay, is he the guy that came from Leicester? He is. Where did he come from? He 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 worked. He, he used to work for us before. Um, he used to work for us when Daniel Comoli was at Spurs, and then he fucked off with Comoli to Liverpool. Uh, I'm not sure I want him then. Uh, and I can't remember what he was doing, but he's fought fairly highly off. Yeah, it's Hitchin. Okay. That, that must have been the what? guy. So is that is that him? Uh, so he, he's, he's making his mark effectively by saying, "I think you should get in these two kind of almost under the radar players." So Hitchin is a chief scout, and he reports directly to um, Pochettino, John McDermott, and I think Daniel Levy. I believe. So did the leak about Mora and Malcolm come from him or is this speculative, purely speculative from journalists and then that gets exacerbated by fans? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they he could have gone and watched Malcolm once. That's all it fucking takes. He could not even be watching Malcolm. You know what I mean? It's just... And, and that's all it takes for speculation to start. So who knows? I mean, for me... If we if we want to spend forty million on a player, let's not screw around on somebody untested. Let's go throw a bunch of money at Martial, who's not going to get much playing time with ridiculously um, the ridiculously paid Sanchez going there. Let's go grab him because oh, is, isn't he worth is, every penny, Sanchez? He's he's 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's you know, a but... money-grabbing twat. And quite frankly, just go. Just leave my country's football alone. Just fuck off somewhere else. But Martial is absolutely wasted. He's playing for a coach who's not going to develop him. He doesn't develop players. And I think that kid could be the next honorary. I think he's got so much potential, and especially under Poch. I would be quite happy for us to smash our transfer record in order to get him at our club. They won't, they won't sell him to us. And at the moment, he's in a rich, rich vein of um, form, scoring goals. I can't, I can't see him. Maybe not now. So if he thought that he wasn't going to get played, why did he go there? Well, we didn't have Sanchez coming in. You know? Um, That's what I'm saying. Just on, I mean, Ma- on, on Malcolm, is he Brazilian? Yes. Yeah. What a fucking yeah, like what a fucking Nigel. stupid. Then in that case, what what, what, what a fucking stupid. I know this sounds a bit childish, but what a fucking stupid name. Because surely you know a Brazilian player should be somebody like I don't know, um, Palinho, Palinho, yes. or, or, or Rivaldo. Well, or, that's or, just or, Brazilian for Pauline. <laughs> you know, Malcolm, Malcolm, or, or, or the lad at Chelsea, the one who um, went under the radar. Um, or, or we were supposed to sign, and then he fucked off and had a med- uh, medical. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're not really Brazilian. There's nothing sort of sexy about them. Huh? You know, you want you want a Rivaldo or a that sort something of that Ronaldinho. Yeah, much exactly. More Brazilian something that sounds Fred. a bit more uh, yeah, a bit more exotic. Um, well, that's I a whole separate conversation. Well, Kennedy, Kennedy wasn't yeah. even particularly you know mind blowing either, but. Okay, um, let's finish off with a question from Sam Moore. Um, this is slightly tongue in cheek. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's serious. Um, uh, just how good is Sissoko? Um, never mind Hongming Son. Sissoko is surely the most underrated player in the league. Discuss. I was lucky I'm not going to see Sam at the North London Derby because otherwise I might just punch him for asking that. Thanks, Sam. I really do like you, mate. But seriously. Um, I think that's as tongue-in-cheek as you can possibly get. No, he, he, is, he, he is underrated. <laughs> <laughs> For what? <laughs> exactly, he is underrated. <laughs> Compared to Douglas Barber. He's... Now that's just mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think that come come the summer we're going to sell Sissoko. He's going to have a cracking World Cup, and we're going to sell him for a profit. And I'm, I, I would be happy if that happened. I will give you a tenner if we make a profit on him. So we that ain't we, happening. we paid what? How much? Thirty million for him. Mm. Yeah. And mm, well, no. And it's an instalment, I believe. So we only pay yep. six million each year that we've had him. So I think we've. We've had him for what two seasons, so that's twelve million, possibly. No, didn't we buy him last January? Was it January? Or was no, it we, we bought no, him. We, we bought, bought him in the summer. Summer, oh, okay. Before oh, August twenty sixteen. So take it to this summer. Million. Yeah, twelve million. Right. So that's all we have to pay. And I think, I think he will. His price will shoot up post the Euros because he'll <laughs> sorry post the World Cup because he'll, he'll have a, he'll, he'll have a really good tour, his tournament. His price will shoot up. It will. It, it it's will. gonna skyrocket. It will. Though. And by the way, and it's all well, because of and it's all because of Neymar. 
and that transfer, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Football's gone mad. Well, Levy said that at the start of that when the when Spurs were in Nashville last year, the pre-seasons, he said it's absolutely unsustainable to continue to play play pay players that amount of money, and that twat Sanchez has just vindicated what he said. Because I don't understand how they're going to get that much money. And I know he's being taxed to hell and back, but still, that's ridiculous. And I don't understand how clubs can pay that kind of money at that kind of transfer fee, and well, or not in this case, and manage to stay within financial fair play, because we know that everybody adheres to that. Well, I mean, uh, the Arsenal fans should be just absolutely disgusted. I mean, people talk about our selling players in the past and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, Arsenal got one of the be- top five players in the world. I think they've got but, a better, the best out of that deal. Oh, they didn't. They didn't. Because Mkhitaryan's a good player, but he's not playing. They paid $26 million for Mkhitaryan. He's not the player that Sanchez is. He's not on form. And... Okay, Sanchez has got six months left on his contract, but regardless of that, Sanchez is a 50, 55, 60 million pl- pound player, in my opinion. And Arsenal should have at least got some money in exchange as well instead of a straight swap. That is crazy. United. Do you not United think that there was an element them. of Arsenal saying it doesn't matter, get him the fuck away? <laughs> Do you think he's greedy and he's self-centred and he has openly admitted he's just doing this for all the money, which is why Pep said, no, I don't want you here. I want you well, because I, you want to play, not for the I cash. I understand that, but regardless of how much of an arsehole the bloke is, he a still lot. has a value. He still has a value to any team. And on his day, he is an amazing player. He really is. Mm. He is. I mean, I've seen him not just for Arsenal, I've seen him for Chile, and he's a brilliant player. But to not get any money as well, and they've still got the the chance of losing old googly eyes as well. Mm-hmm. That ain't over. But then that's because Arsenal said he was quite happy to let those contracts run down. So is that, again, an element of Arsenal cannot afford that inflated wage that those players are demanding? Because Ozil was demanding like three thirty a week. I mean, seriously, dude, what is wrong with you, you cretinous <laughs> idiot? You're not fucking saving lives. You're kicking a ball around a pitch. Nobody deserves to be paid that much money. Well, I think I think that you you look at the rest of that squad, and they've got, you know, they've got Ozil and Sanchez. There's nobody else getting paid anywhere near them. Probably the next person to them would be Czech, right? Everybody else, so there's probably such a disparity in that squad, which is one of the reasons why they've got problems because there's no real equality in there. You know, they're, I mean, everybody else, as far as I'm concerned, are, are a share of shit. They fail to build around those two players. So, and they're not in the Champions League this season. There's nothing to say they'll be in the Champions League next season. So, there's definitely a, some financial reasoning behind yeah. all this, but also it, Wenger saying he'll let them run down their contract. That's him trying to paper over the cracks and act like he's confident and he knows what he's doing. Really and truly, he knows that these guys 
hold all the cards, and he has no power. What they're lacking is a Misa Sissoko. He, he would he'd fit, fit well in at Arsenal. <laughs> um, but, but seriously, oh God, there that, is... Could you, could you imagine that would be that... like Campbell all over again? Would you imagine <laughs> how, how gutted our fans would be? Yeah, no, not seeing that. But, but anyway, yeah, in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, <laughs> seriousness, I think there is. I think there is somebody in the summer. There is always one club or, or more that's stupid enough to 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 pay for uh, somebody like Musa Sissoko, for example. And I could I could see him ending up ending up at ending up at Stoke. Paul Lambert signing. If Stoke stay up, they'll spend big, and he'll be there. And he'll you know, Paul signing. Lambert is very welcome to him. <laughs> but I really just I don't understand I, I didn't understand at the time when we were pushing Everton for him I've got no idea who thought having him in the team would be a good thing just, and I gone, still don't see it we should have gone all out after Mane Mane was the player that we needed that we wanted that we hoped Sissoko was going to be and you know we did not get Mane Mane's just a shit Sissoko. You keep telling yourself <laughs> that, have you? <laughs> right. Um, the next, what was it? Yeah, the next podcast um, we'll be recording a week, week today. Um, I guess will be David Fornell and Sam Moore. Um, and until then, right. Um, in that case, I have to think of a could, really shit question for Sam in revenge. I think you should. Um, yes, I bloody will. Until then, thank you, Bex. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Um, we're all off to set up the Musa Soko fan club. Um, <laughs> until then, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen We've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.